All right, everyone. We'd like to welcome to the program reigning FCGA amateur champion and the third-ranked amateur in the world, Sahith Bigala. Thanks for joining, dude. How you doing? Doing great. Hey, thanks for having me. Of course. You hanging in there? Hanging in there. That's a, that's a good way to put it. Uh, it's a little boring, but uh, you know, there's bigger things out there than golf right now, so um, it's understandable. But yeah, hanging in there. A lot, a lot of video games. Um, a lot of sitting around. <laughs> I think a lot yeah, of people are in the same boat. I agree. That's wise, wise perspective there. So you, you mentioned it a little bit. How are you spending the free time? Did you create a uh, TikTok account to show off those dance moves yet? <laughs> I uh, I promised uh, myself and my friends and my family that I, I'm going to refrain from making a TikTok account. I, I, I just <laughs> can't do it. Obviously, I've been seeing it all over on other social medias. Like they're posting TikTok videos to these other social media pages. So it's like I'm already seeing enough. And But yeah, no, I, I refuse to do that. I've... Uh, I guess I've mostly just been playing some video games. Um, I've been started playing a lot of chess. Uh, it was kind of random, but um, a lot keep of... The, uh, keep the mind games. sharp. Keep the mind sharp, that's right. And then, uh, obviously, a lot of the sports uh, broadcasters have been doing a good job like putting out old highlights and stuff and watch so many major championship highlights and watch the, the NBA championships, the Lakers 109, 2010, so... Um, a lot of sports highlights to kind of quench the thirst for wanting to play myself. Yeah, that sounds familiar. Now you mentioned keeping your mind sharp. How are you keeping yeah. the game? How are you keeping the game intact? Yeah, so actually, I haven't been playing much the last three weeks. I guess I've played twice. Um, I'm gonna get to hopefully sneak out next couple of days here and and uh, at least go and uh, hit some balls at my local public course that's been opening up El Prado again. Um, I guess they're not open, but I think I can sneak out there. But uh, I set up a net in the backyard and um, been hitting balls there. But it's so tough, like 10 minutes of it, and it's like, okay, I'm trying my hardest to visualize and hit good shots, but it's okay. I'm, I'm hitting into a net five yards in front of me. So, yeah, I haven't, I haven't been doing much else other than hit maybe no more than 10 minutes of balls a day. Yeah, I hear you, and hopefully that will all change here. Uh, soon, or at least sometime down the road. So switching yeah, gears, yeah, exactly. switching gears a little bit. Um, we'll rewind to last year's SCJ Amateur at Lakeside, which is quite mm -hmm. the doozy for everyone involved, specifically yeah. you. Um, yeah. You know, you fired back-to-back -back 65s on the weekend um, with ease, yeah. I might add. And uh, heading into the final round, you're only one stroke behind Trip Morris, who is actually mm -hmm. the Lakeside course record holder. Yeah. Um, and you fired, like I said, another 65 on mm -hmm. the final day there. What do you remember about that championship? Yeah, I just remember uh, it was only my third tournament back from uh, my long layover because of the surgery on my wrist. So I just remember that I was super pumped to be playing again. And obviously Lakeside is one of the purest tracks in SoCal. So just trying to enjoy my time out there. I mean, the course was in perfect shape. And I just remember thinking that the whole time, like, wow, pretty lucky to be, you know, playing uh, one of the best courses in the country with my family and friends watching and and obviously, to be able to play good and, and pull out the victory there was was just a it was just a cherry on top. I mean, the, the whole week was just super special for me. Yeah, it was special for us too, and it was awesome to get to watch that up up close. Um, and you mentioned your family and friends out there to support. Yeah. It seemed like you had great uncles, step cousins, long lost yeah. aunts all out yeah. there following you around. So how cool is yeah. that to have that support? No, it was super cool because I don't think we've ever had a turnout like that other than uh, when I played my first tournament at Riv. Um, but they haven't watched me play in so long because um, obviously I was out for so long. So it was, it was kind of a reunion of sorts for, for me and my family. And 
Um, yeah, it was, it was just so awesome having them out there. I mean, can't, I don't, I'm not sure many other uh, people can say that they literally had their entire family from California come out and watch. <laughs> yeah, it was it was the whole family, I can attest. So yeah. last year was unique for amateur golf in California. Um, yeah. The state's top three amateur championships were all won by players who attended yeah. the same university. Um, Pepperdine, in this case, where you mm-hmm. go. Uh, freshman William Mao won the Cal-Am. Josh McCarthy won the NCJAM, And then, yep. obviously, you won the SCGAM. That's mm-hmm. the first time that's ever happened, um, as yeah. far as we can recall. Um, we went through all the all the record books and everything. We're pretty sure that's the first time that's ever happened. So how cool is that to make history? Yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty unreal, actually, just thinking about it. Um, obviously, when it first happened, it, I don't think it really sunk in. But as, uh, you know, it got more exposure and people started telling how cool that was, I was like, wow, that, that really is pretty cool that our team, that was the first time that anyone's ever done it. And I think it just shows kind of the testament to how good our team was this year and uh, what could it, what it could have been uh, in postseason. But, yeah, no, it's, it's a super cool achievement and obviously something that all three of us are going to remember for the rest of our lives. Yeah, and that win at Lakeside for you catapulted you into your senior year um, where mm-hmm. you led the waves to the program's first ever number one ranking. Um, yeah. You, you you mentioned it here real quick. How hard was it to have a season with so much promise and so abruptly, I mean, it seemed like the sky was the limit. Yeah, um, it was brutal. It just happened so quickly, you know. Obviously, um, this coronavirus thing can't be taken as a joke or anything. There's there's bigger things going on than than sports right now with lives and uh, people trying to stay healthy and just trying to live. Um, yeah. So, obviously, we got that. But, like, to take away the special season that we had and obviously being number one and um, – it, it wasn't just a one-year process, as I think a lot of outside people might think. I mean, this was a three-, four-year kind of build to get our team to what it was this year. Um, so for us to – the news literally was – like, we we were, you know, we had qualifying the next day planned. We are at practice and uh, thinking about the next couple tournaments and how to work toward postseason. All of a sudden, boom, it's just completely gone. Yeah, I can't imagine. Um, was I mean, is there any consolation for, you know, going out on top? You did finish the season ranked number one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, it's nice to see those numbers up top. And um, I think ultimately, when we look back and try and look at it as a positive, uh, in a positive way, we can always look back on that. Um, but still, I mean, you play, you know, we play college golf to have a chance to win the national championship. And we didn't have a chance to do that. So it's always also going to be something we look back on kind of wish we got it back yeah absolutely well certainly a highlight of that college golf season was seeing you put out at the southwestern invitational with a kobe yeah. jersey on um yeah. for, for on that last hole there so that was mm-hmm. just two days two days after the accident um yeah. you paid your paid your respects during that victory yeah. being an la kid growing up in his prime what did yeah. kobe mean to you oh yeah kobe kobe was my sports idol growing up um all throughout um my f- first two sports that i loved watching uh TV with my dad were basketball and golf and growing up as a kid I, I was one of the biggest Lakers and Kobe fan and you know when I was young I would, I would cry when they would lose and you know jump up and down and yell when they won and um so yeah he, he was definitely a sports talent to me and for that to happen so close to home because I, I live in Calabasas um I live off West Virginia 70 and the crash happened like a mile from my uh, apartment so that was, wow. it was just crazy I mean Again, that happened so quickly too. I thought it was, you know, I thought it was just some sick joke at first, because we we're in the middle of the the practice round, and yeah, I couldn't believe it. But I, I was I was happy I was uh, able to pay respects there 
um, on 18. Obviously, I didn't, I didn't think I was going to, you know, I was going to wear the Kobe jersey regardless I was, if I was winning or not, but it's just, I was really happy it worked out that way, and I was, you know, able to pay respects to, to Kobe there. Yeah, true Mamba mentality by you. Yeah, exactly. Mamba, I mean, that guy is the, I mean, nobody's going to ever have that, the mentality that he has. can only yeah. try. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure we all know the answer here, but I'm going to ask you anyways. The NCAA yeah. is granting an extra year of eligibility for spring sport athletes. Um, yeah. And any chance you'll come back for redemption, or are you ready to turn pro? Um, I, I definitely feel like I'm ready to turn pro. Um, obviously, I already did my uh, fifth year because of the injury. But, mm-hmm. I mean, I, obviously, I'm going to keep my options open. If, if you know, everything gets canceled this summer or and there's no Q school and there's nothing for me to play in, then I'm going to have to weigh my options, right? But right now, I'm I'm fully set on uh, turning professional whenever the time may be, um, whenever I get the opportunity, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's yeah. your time, man. Um, and you've had some experience on that professional level. Um your appearance yeah. in the 2017 U.S. Open and then the 2017 Genesis Open, where you actually made mm-hmm, the cut. Sure. Yeah. Um, so, any knowledge from those experiences that you're kind of keeping in your back pocket when you do make the leap? Oh yeah, 100. percent I mean, that was. Um, it feels like so long ago now, but it was just my sophomore year in college, so it really wasn't that far long ago. But I just remember how much I enjoyed um, being out there, and I think uh, my dad and coach and a lot of the people around me just remind me how lucky I am to be playing. And um, I was able to play well enough and see that um, even at the level I was at, I mean, I obviously had a good week at the Genesis to make the cut there for sure. But um, it really gave me a lot of confidence in saying that, okay, you know, the, the step from amateur golf to professional golf is absolutely doable. And and then also seeing guys like uh, Matt Wolf and Colin and those guys just killing it on tour right now, you know, I've played with them my whole life. So, having both the experience of playing those couple pro events and, you know, seeing good buddies of mine, like Colin and Matt play really well, how they're doing right now. um, I'm really excited to get the the pro career started. Yeah. We got quite the team SCGA that one year, Matt Wolf, Colin, Colin Morikawa and yourself. So you're the, you're the third uh, domino to drop here. Yeah. I remember after that, I felt like I needed to kind of prove myself a little bit to be in the same category or even a similar category as those two at the time. So, yeah. Um, hopefully I can prove that sometime down the road. That's right. And uh, so looking forward, who on tour would you compare yourself to? I mean, you're such a gentle giant. You pound the sure. ball off the tee, but your short game is really where I was most impressed and where you're really doing most of your scoring. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure who I'd compare it to. A lot, a lot of people kind of compare me to Tony C now. Um, mm. I don't know. I'm not sure if that's game-related or just like long, you know, long, lanky arms kind of guy and just kind of goes out there and swings and looks like he's having a good time kind of guy. So, um, yeah. And then short game, obviously I'm, I'm trying to, trying to get the, the, the Phil Mickelson short game going, but obviously right. I, I don't, th- I don't think I'll ever, uh, well, I'm going to try, but I don't think anyone will, uh, ever get to, to Phil's level of greatness there. But, um, yeah, it's, I'd probably say those two. And I, be... I love, I love working the ball a lot too. So, a little bit of Bubba, but again, I can't, I can't work the ball like like Bubba does. Well, that would be quite the combo right there. That's a, that's, that's <laughs> yeah, a that's three. A... That would be a three-headed monster for you heading yeah. out on tour next year. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right, man. Well, that was pretty much all I had for you. Um, cool. You know, we we really appreciate the relationship that we have with you, and you know, you were such a worthy champion last year. We wish you all the best moving forward. No, thanks a lot, Jonathan. SCGA has been so good to me the last, uh, you know, ever since I was young, and 
um, I was just really happy to, to go through you guys. So thank, thanks a lot for having me. Yeah, you got it. And good luck uh, the rest of the way. We'll, I'm sure we'll talk to you down the road. Sounds good. Thanks. All right. Be safe.